Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After finding Thomas's long-lost uncle, Richard Edgeworth, the boys discover that Richard has been investigating the cause of Thomas's parents' mysterious death. After years of dead ends, he believes they may have been investigating the LLC, and he is currently working on a case that may lead to discovering Millie's location. A former accomplice by the name of Patrick West, who is currently in prison for serial murder. He continues to plead guilty to the charges despite increasing exonerating evidence. With some clever investigating and bargaining, the boys discover that this is because his family, a pack of werewolves, are the ones actually guilty for the crimes. Patrick gives them this information and promises to divulge what he knows about Millie on the condition that they keep his family safe on threat of death. I do declare, your honor is back in session. You guys exit the cell, and when you're just out of earshot, your uncle's leading the way, and then he turns around holding both hands out for like a high five to each of you. (sighs) I'll begrudgingly accept the high five. Because I did a good job. And Tyrannicus gives him a high five. Good work back there. And you just sat there and did nothing. That is why you are the assistant, not me. No. A good leader knows when to delegate. <laughs> I know. That's what I say to my assistants. Well done, Tyrannicus. Nephew, you've gotten yourself a great assistant here. Well, I think he earned himself his promotion early. Tyrannicus, you are now my right hand man. Congratulations. Yes! Wait a minute, I don't work for you, Thomas. Ah, <laughs> uh, you were excited. I saw that. Everyone's excited to work for the Phelps and Company law firm. Ooh, Phelps, Phelps, and Co., I guess. What? We, we could start a little a little firm. Phelps, Phelps, and Co. What are you talking about? It's just Phelps and Co. If you want to be part of the Co., great. Sign up. The PPC. Oh, wait, 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 wait. My name is Edgeworth. <laughs> Ooh, Phelpsworth. No, there's no worth in my name. It is Phelps. You are company. You're right. There is no worth in your name. Maybe we should put mine on it instead. Damn it. (laughs) I like it. Edgeworth and Co. (laughs) Shall we? And he sallies up the stairs. (sighs) To the judge. Away. Yes, here we go. You guys head upstairs and Yelena, the reclaimer, is still there. However, court seems to be in session. So uh, she actually makes you wait a while. You guys have to sit around for roughly an hour before the doors open and you see a jury of people shuffle out. And then Richard leads the way and he says, Archie, I have excellent news. My assistants have cracked the nut. Really? Yes. We've convinced Patrick to plead not guilty. All right, well, excellent. We'll have someone go and, uh, and take the statement immediately. 
Uh, please, take as much time as you need with this investigation. This is... It's a good opportunity to, to get some real justice here. Thank you. <laughs> How long do we have, Judge? As long as you need. Really? Yeah. There's no time limit. No. We could just collect a whole bunch of evidence, take as long as we want. It could take a whole year, and then we come back and do the case? I mean, preferably not that long, but yeah, if, if, if it's what you need. Huh. I like it here. How much is housing? Uh, depends where you live. Eh, you know, a small apartment that could fit uh, one or two people. Oh, geez. An apartment? I don't know, five gold? Oh! Really? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Okay. Uh... I might be back sooner rather than later. Uh, thank you. All right. Here we go, assistants. Onward. Onward. Edgeworth and company. And he runs out of the courtroom. Phelps and company. Phelps and company. I'm not an assistant. That's right, Tyronicus. You're our, our right-hand man. Let's just go. All right. So you guys meet back up outside near your horses. You see Nobu and you see Ice Cream and you see Rainbow. And Richard turns to you and he goes, all right, so where do we think we should start? Well, we need to be very careful because, yes, we're, I mean, we know the truth of what actually happened, but we cannot reveal to the court that it's his family that is the actual murderers. We just need to get him off. So I suppose we should investigate the spot of where these kidnappings take place first. Okay, Thornthrope Pass. Right. I guess there, but we need to be careful because we don't want to get eaten either, right? Fair point. I would prefer not to be a werewolf, yes. We may want to look into the first hunter that killed the uh, the little pup. We might want to investigate that individual's uh, place of residence as well. Hmm. I have a list of his victims from uh, from Lycos, and I, uh, let me see. And he starts flipping through his notebook and he goes, I only have one hunter on the list. Uh-huh. Richard Druckmann. All right. I suppose we'll have to go question that person then. Well, Richard Druckmann is dead, but I do have his address. Should we go there first? Second? What do we think? You tell me, nephew. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't want to die right away, so let's go to Druckmann's place. All right. To the Druckmann's. Yeah. You guys ride the other three hours way back towards the courthouse. It is now early afternoon. The sun is just overhead, beginning on its way towards setting. The town is covered in snow. Uh, it seems winter has come on particularly heavy this year. And you see your uncle's looking in his little notebook. He seems to have a map of the town. And he goes, all right, uh, here, the Druckmans. It's like a two-story house, but it's very narrow. Kind of like the house in Up. It's colorful. It has dark shingling up top, but the uh, the actual face of the building is mostly white with some uh, brown support beams and some uh, light tints of blue, uh, like a, a really beautiful baby blue on some of the detailing. And he says, uh, well, this is it. All right. Does anyone live here or just abandoned or... Uh, I'm not quite sure. I managed to get all the addresses. I've yet to investigate any of these places myself. Alrighty. Uh, I'm going to go knock on the door. You walk up and you knock on the door and you don't hear anything for a while. And then eventually you hear a little bit of creaking inside. It sounds like someone's coming down some steps. And finally the front door opens. And you are confronted by a big demon. And the demon says... Hey, uh... 
Uh, oh. Oh, hi. Hey. How are you? Hi. Uh, so, so, sorry. Uh, who, who are you? Uh, I'm, I'm Gregor. Druckman. Nice. Hello to meet you. Uh, nice hello to meet you, too. Uh, we, we're actually lawyers, uh, investigating the uh, murder of one Richard Druckman. Uh, why, why are you investigating Richard's death? That, that's been settled. Right. Uh, there may be more information that was left on the table that we need to, you know, collect for the courts to see if there's anything else that we can oh. evaluate out of it. Uh, we were wondering if we could maybe ask you a couple questions or see his room, if there was more information there. What, what, do, you, what do you mean, new information? What, what, what's going on? Uncle? Yes. Well, you no doubt have heard of... The disappearances going on lately. Yeah, at the pass again. Yes. And so we believe that perhaps, uh, not, not that, not that West was not guilty, but rather uh, perhaps he was not acting alone. Oh, yeah. I always did think it was weird that he was here by himself. Those, uh, those wolves, I thought they were known for... Being in packs. Yes, yes, that is a, a theory. Perhaps a, a, a mate or a pack or perhaps an alliance between uh, werewolves and other creatures. So we would like to simply go over some of the details with you, if, if you would. Uh, well, y- yeah, I, I guess I'll, I can help with whatever you'd like. C- come on in. And the, the big winged red demon, they barely fit in the doorway. They're like hunched over and they step inside and kind of hold the door open and say, please. Can I sneak up to his room? Oh, you're going to need a distraction before you try. Hey, Tiro. Yeah. Distract him. How how do you suppose I do that? I don't know. Question him. Ask him questions. Make him not look at me. Um, So, um, lovely weather we're having here. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's kind of cold, actually. I'm not, uh, mm, stereotypes, but, uh, demons are not, uh, we don't love the cold all that much. It's all right. I'm not really a big fan of the cold either. I mean. Oh, really? Uh, Where are you from? You know, I'm just from a small town in the heartland. Oh, no kidding. My family actually helped, uh, start some of the towns around there. I mean, you, you know how it is. Those, those mountain towns, we don't, uh. No big cities like everywhere else, because, you know, the mountain and the uh, occasional eruption kind of doesn't really let stuff last there too long. But for the last, uh, I don't know, 75 years or so, we, ha- we have some family there. Uh, you know, they came from the infernal realms way back when. And Thomas, you can roll your stealth check if you would like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh no, I rolled terribly. That's a nine. You begin to go up the stairs, and the first step creaks really loudly. And Gregor turns around and goes, Whoa, whoa, wait. Hey, buddy, uh, uh, you can have a seat on the couch over here. Oh, on the couch. Okay, I was just going to take a rest on this step here. It's been a long day, you know? Oh, no worries, no worries. Uh, Sorry, sorry, I get carried away. I'm a little bit of a chatterbox. Anyways, um, so what can I help you find folk with today? Well, why don't you just tell us the story from the beginning? 
Jeez, okay, heavy request. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss, by the way. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, there, there's never a good answer to that. <laughs> um, look, Richard and I, we we were in love. He was he was really the kindest man. Uh, Mr. West and I, we were neighbors. We were on fairly good terms, although Patrick was always a little bit cold to us. I'm not quite sure why, but he never really accepted any of our invitations over for the neighborhood parties and any of that, but... I mean, whatever. We were on good terms. I really didn't think anything of it. Um, I try not to judge others. You know, I, I know a lot of the other people in the town were a little wary of him because he was a werewolf. Uh, look, I get it. Lycanthropy is a curse. And it does tend to drive people a little feral. But, I mean, for centuries, people killed demons on sight. Right? Because we were just never given a chance otherwise. And so, I try not to judge. And the point is, one day Richard was uh, going out on another hunting trip. He was a hunter, by the way. Uh, he was going out on another hunting trip to Serenity. Uh, funny enough, uh, this is actually the anniversary. Uh, it was the first of winter last year. And, uh, well, he, uh, he never came back. But we found his mangled corpse in Thornthrope Pass. The wounds were just unmistakably werewolf-like. And well, you know, with the other disappearances mounting and this evidence, you know, Patrick being the only werewolf here, uh, well, it led to his arrest. But no one actually saw him do it. I'm afraid not. Then how could you possibly arrest him if... If no one saw it, or no, there was no way to confirm if it was him or not. Look, I just answered the questions, but Thornthrope Pass is just outside of town. It's it's one of the only easy ways to get to Serenity from here. And uh, well, with all the mounting disappearances, we finally had clear evidence of a of a werewolf attack. And I know in court they used sorry they used um, a lot of the the evidence from Richard's body to to link to, you know, the claws and the gashes and the bite marks. and Well, it lined up pretty well. Pretty well, but not perfectly well. I, I guess. And I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, it's a difficult subject for me. Well, I could sympathize with your comment about people not give me, giving demons much of a chance, but it sounds like the town didn't really give Patrick much of a chance either. They sort of just jumped to conclusions, don't you think? I mean, you're definitely right, but also... You know, at, at least in everyday life. But when it came to the case, I mean, who else would there be? Well, there are no other wolves in town. There's still people disappearing every day. I, I It could have been anyone from outside. That, that's a fair point. Doesn't it make you question that uh, Richard's killer is still I, out there? I, I, I guess. Uh, I, I'm sorry this is a bad time, but can I use your restroom? <laughs> uh, actually, actually, I kind of... I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to be rude, but I, I think it'd be better if you guys left now. But, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're right on the edge of finding something. Finding what? I, I, look, that's all I know, okay? I didn't I didn't prosecute him. I, all I know is I lost my husband a year ago today. Okay, I answered their questions. That's all I know. And Patrick's family, who has been rotting in jail this whole time, Patrick, not his family, lost a husband too, or a father, or... 
I don't know, a brother. What family? He lived here alone. I suppose you're right, but... Uh, Please. I don't know. I Thomas. I'm sorry, I can't. Maybe we should go. It's not you, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot. Please, I, I, I just... All right. Let's say, hypothetically, before we get out of your hair here, that there might be an upcoming court case where Patrick is retried for his crimes. Could we use you as a witness? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, I always tell the truth. I, that's all, okay? I. You always tell the truth, yeah, really? I can't, I can't talk about this right now. I can't talk about this I know right an inside now. check on that. Okay. 16. It feels pretty sincere. Okay. All right. Well, if you always tell the truth, I could respect that, but we feel like... Involving this murder, there has not been a lot of truths told. So let's okay, leave you. Okay, I get it. Please. We're going to leave Another you our time. card, Uncle. Leave leave the card. Yes. Here. Edgeworth and Company. I, I need to add and company to it, but here. Okay, that's a typo. It's okay. supposed to be Phelps, thank but you. for now, Edgeworth is a placeholder. But okay, thank you. Thank you. Please. If you want to know the truth, give us a call. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. And they show you out. Well, that went south pretty fast. Well, way to fumble that one, nephew. Oh, what? That wasn't my fault. It's not my fault they're emotionally distraught. Thomas, you gotta learn. You gotta learn tact. And tact. The only way to get stuff out of people is you gotta dance around it a little bit. Well, you I know? didn't see you piping up and chiming in, Tiro, just sitting there in the corner. I could have used I, I a little backup. To, I tried to sneak away, and you're you just tried like, going to the bathroom. I, it wasn't a, I wasn't actually going to the bathroom. I was gonna go check around the house. Right in the middle of them bawling their eyes out, and you decide, hey, maybe I should ask them if I could pee in their toilet. I was gonna go check the rest of the house. Yeah, I'm sure that was your intention, but guess what? None of us succeeded there. Don't put this all on me. I'm just saying... One of the most useful tools as a lawyer is emotional sensitivity. That's just in life in general, man. Emotional sensitivity really get you a long way. I was sensitive. I said, hey, you want to know the truth? Empathy, man. Oh, whatever. Uncle, I didn't see you chiming in either. Because I was being emotionally sensitive. Exactly. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Emotionally sensitive. I'm leaving. Let's go investigate the next place. (laughs) Very well. Where to now? I guess the trail. All right. And you guys mount up on your horses. Well, the pass is just over the hill of Lycos on the western end of town. Let's go that way. Okay. Yeah. We're halfway there. Turn left. Turn left. Turn left! This, this is the halftime ad with Nikki B. Everybody and welcome to the Halftime Zone. This is Nikki B. We've got the funk for your junk today, ladies and gentlemen. And today's sponsor is the Elderwood Academy. They sent over this, uh, it's really weird, they sent over this Warforge. And, uh, well, he's got something to say. So let's check it out. (laughs) 
getting around. It's what we do. Legs are fine. Wheels are good too. But if you really want to get around, the Elderwood Academy's got you. Made with the finest maple, mahogany, and walnut hardwoods. The Elderwood Academy Dice Catapult is the ultimate way to launch into action. Say goodbye to fast travel and hello to blast travel. The all new Elderwood Academy Dice Catapult. Available for free with any $25 or more purchase with code Drimbus Catapult at elderwoodacademy.com slash Dungeons and Drimbus. And there it is, a message brought to you by Elderwood Academy. Visit elderwoodacademy.com slash Dungeons and Drimbus. Get a free catapult with a $25 or more purchase using the code Drimbus Catapult. That is Drimbus Catapult. Now that's meant for uh, your dice, not people, all right? Don't try uh, launching your friends unless uh, they, are, they deserve it. Here are some people we will not be launching. You have been spared. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Con Air on DVD, NB Star, Stevie B Keys, Doubtful Guest, Maybe. Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Fina Moonstrider, Danny, Dewdrop, and Mythmouse. Enjoy your freedom while you can. Everybody else, get in line. Okay, of course, we love you all, and we're going to use these catapults to launch love straight into your hearts. And I'm going to use it now to launch you straight into the episode. Goodbye. <laughs> And you ride through town. You pass through all the shops, uh, the buildings, the residential areas, and uh, eventually you take one of the main roads out of town. Over that little hill, if you'll remember, this town is kind of built like there's like a ring around it, a forest that rises up and then dips down into like a crater almost. So you follow one of the main roads up and out through the forest. And then the hills kind of seem to rise enough to make like a little bit of a valley. Not hard to get over, but a valley nonetheless. And you pull up to Thornthrope Pass. A thin road leads deep into a heavily wooded forest. A blanket of snow covers the ground and has just barely begun to settle on the leaves of the evergreen trees. Blocking the road is a large cart with four horses at the front. Leaning around the vehicle, laughing and chatting, you see four people. A spotted yellow tabaxi with bulging muscular arms and a heavy crossbow strung along their back. An equally buff, ginger human woman. One side of her head is shaved, her left eye is green, and her right eye is a deep blue. 
She wears a bandolier that is just covered in daggers. There's a slender purple Yuan Ti snake person in a long open robe, uh, and a dwarf with a long curly mustache and hair that's been dyed rainbow colors, wielding a beautiful silver longsword. And as you guys approach, you see they're all chatting and laughing, and the dwarf actually turns to you and goes, Whoa, <laughs> slow your roll there, lads. This passes off limits until tomorrow. Uh, why? Why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? I mean, why? Why is it closed? Are you serious? We're not from around here. Okay, well, let me catch you up real quick. There's been a lot of stuff going on around here. Uh, lots of disappearances, especially at night. Not to mention, full moon, especially dangerous. It's the winter solstice. Tonight's the biggest full moon of the year. So, long story short, me and this fine group of mercenaries here are going to head into the forest in the middle of the night and kill whatever's been killing the people out there. Name's Purse Rompel, by the way. Hi. Your name's Purse? P-E-R-C-E, yeah. And your last name's Rumple? Rumple, Rumple, R-O-M-P-L-E. Well, um, do you need backup? We could accompany you. Uh, I think we'll be okay. You guys seem to have a lot of silver weapons around here. Is there any particular reason why? I think I'm the only one with a silver weapon, actually. And he twirls his silver longsword. Never mind. Um... It's a nice sword you got there, though. I find it particularly good for killing beasts, though. I read it in a book somewhere. Really? Yeah. How do you know it's a beast that's been killing people? Well, I suppose I don't, but in case it is... Aren't people just missing? Well, some people are missing, but every now and then, a head will turn up or a pile of bones. Interesting. How do we know it's not humans that are killing people? It very well could be, but guess what? Silver cuts through humans, too. Aha. And what if you die in the forest? Then what happens? Come on, man. Look at us. I, well, I mean, fair point, but... Yeah, I don't really know what to do about this situation now, Uncle. Well, I suppose it never hurts to have backup anyways, right? It's true. And what exactly are you, you chaps going to do? Your skin and bones. Or, well, just bones in some cases. And you see your uncle holds out his hand and this like green energy kind of rotates around his hand. And then this shadowy cloud emanates and it forms into this like really elaborate shadowy dagger. And he goes, mine's cooler. I think you'll find us more than capable. Green. That's lame. Uh, What do you have, nephew? Well, I'm not going to show it yet. I'll pull it out at the right time. Oh, yeah. Pulling it out at the right time is essential. It's really big, though. Uh, he, uh, he dissipates his dagger. (laughs) Very well. I mean, if you want to tag along for the ride, sure, there's no compensation in it. All right, well. At least not more than we're going to get from selling the height or whatever this thing is. That's fair. Okay, onward. Really? Yep. All right. Rob, Elvira, Terry, get over here. And you see the other three of the group appear. The tabaxi comes up to you and he goes, hi. Name's Rob Strong. What's up? And he holds out a big hand. Good to meet you, Rob. I'm going to shake his hand. You go to shake his hand, and he, like, passes it through his hair. <laughs> Never mind. It's not so good to meet you anymore, Rob. I don't like that. <laughs> You'll get used to it. And then you see the purple Yuanti slithers up and goes, Hello, my name is Terry Svelte. What's up? 
Nice to meet ya. And he holds out the tip of his tail, actually. What do I do with this? I think you shake it, Thomas. I shake it? Maybe. Okay. I grab the tail and shake it. You go to grab it and he runs it through his hair. Oh my god. How is that even possible? You'll get used to it. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, the big buff human woman with the bandolier of daggers comes up and goes, Hey, name's Elvira Davros. I put my hand out before she can. I put my hand out and then I also go back. Do that. (laughs) And then she goes... I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're joining our crew? Temporarily. You guys mercenaries or what? Lawyer. Oh. I'm more of a, an, an adventurer. Adventurer. Oh, okay. We got old school over here, huh? I, you, know, you, know, you know. Terry slithers up to Richard and goes, That was a very impressive shadow blade. I'm working on the technique myself. Yes, thank you. Very large and useful. I know how to use it well. Yes. Thomas is going to say, it's all right. It's fine. It wasn't that great. (laughs) Well, anyways, so we're waiting for nightfall to come. You know, once the full moon's out, we've heard the attacks are strongest then. So why don't you join us for a few drinks? Why would you want to charge when the attacks are strongest and not just get them before the moon's up? To make sure we get them good. All of them. Uh-huh. However many there are, they're going to be hungriest tonight. Well, I'm actually going to do a little bit of investigating before I join you for drinks. So, um, BRB. All right. Suit yourself, little bones. Don't call me little bones. I got big, strong bones. Yeah. You look like a milk drinker. Oh. What are you doing, Thomas? I guess I'll go investigate the trail. Oh, oh you're going to go out into the trail. By yourself? Anyone want to come with? Tiro? I mean, we're we're literally going out in a couple of hours. I wouldn't necessarily recommend going out, but hey, you do you, big bones. You do you. I mean, you said they come out at when the moon is at the highest and... I'll be fine. Relax. All right. Good luck. I'm just going to run out, do a quick investigation, and run back. That's all. Thomas, I feel like you shouldn't do that alone. Then come with me. Uh, Uncle? Yes, well, I'm good out here. If you need investigation, I think you can do that. However, I feel confident in our abilities and will take on the pack when they are strongest and not take them on now. With less party members. Not because I am afraid of the consequences, but because... (laughs) But because I would like a challenge. That is why. Tiro, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Okay, listen, this pack that we're going out to allegedly fight, would that not be Patrick's family? Uh, Most certainly. It's definitely Patrick's family. I mean, it's a full moon, they're werewolves. Okay, we can't go and kill his family. Weird, I'm not planning to kill his family, but I also don't want his family to kill me, you know what I'm saying? Right, but then what are we, what's the plan here? We're gonna go out with these people? What if we ended up meeting up with Patrick's family? They're already probably gonna be aggravated, and if these people... I was planning to put these people to sleep at some point. Oh, you... Oh. Or at least tried to. You can tell me that. That's a good idea. Maybe put something in their drinks. Maybe. I mean, do we have anything that we can... But I was going to say, you and I, we could go out and go talk to his family and warn them that these people are coming and, you know, maybe get on their good side. We could. We could try it, but I mean, it's also full moon, and if we get attacked by a werewolf on a full moon... 
who knows what could happen. Right. <sighs> but I do agree that we probably have to sneak off at some point and meet up with those guys. Yeah. So we could do it now or later or or tomorrow. Oh, Thomas, you're killing me here. But Well. Oh, you and I together. You know what? Life's all about adventures, right? What well, I, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> why don't we? We'll tell them that we're gonna go set up traps, and then we'll go. Okay, check it out. Let's do it. Ah, nephew, you've returned. Yes. Uh, Tiro and I. Um, we're gonna we're like lean over and like. I think you should also remind your uncle we're not trying to kill them. That's a, that's a good idea. Uncle, don't do anything stupid. But we're leaving. Why are you leaving? Okay, we're gonna go talk to his family. <gasps> oh. Oh, would you like me to stay here? I should stay here, right? Yes, that's what the leader would do. Keep an eye on them and just make sure they don't go out and start killing folk. If you can, poison their drinks so they go to sleep. Poison? Knock them out. Get them, re- get them really, really drunk. That I can do. Kegstan! And he goes uh, to one of the barrels of beer that they've been pulling tankards out of, and he dunks his head on it and does a handstand on the barrel and starts chugging. And immediately, all four of them just turn around and go, Oh, oh shit. shit! And crowd around them and they go, We are not related. Tio's gonna be chanting like Chug as he like slowly backs up into the forest. Me too. Alright, um, so when I was probing his mind, I saw a cave. So maybe we have to find, like, a cave to find his family somewhere around here. Okay. Do we see, like, any, like, cliff faces or, like, mountains or anything like that? I'm gonna roll to see if I see a cliff. Okay. 16. So you guys head into Thornthrope Pass. Oh my god. The evergreen trees are very tall here. They loom overhead as the heavy snow of winter begins falling down. You begin looking around and... Thomas, as you look, you actually realize that thanks to the fall of the snow, it is much easier to track things now. Aha! And you see a number of different prints all around. You see some that look like they might be like rabbit prints. And then you see some that definitely look like wolf prints. You continue heading down and you find a very large set of beastly footprints that seem to run and end in a tree. Uh, they, they, they run up to like a trunk and then disappear. Huh. And at this point, you seem to catch something out of the corner of your eye. And then you hear a... In the distance. But you have no tracks to follow. In terms of the cave, though, you see that the pass... Again, there's that kind of hill that the trees are growing on, uh, both to the left and the right. And you see that further down the path, it seems to diverge into two different pathways. Hmm. Oh, boy. Let's be careful, because I think uh, we're being watched. So tread carefully, but uh, let's go to the crossroads over there. Let's go. You begin walking towards the crossroads, and you see very calmly, very gently... A wolf trots out and stands in the center of the crossways, staring at you. Ah, sup? How's it going? It stares. Look, we're friends of Patrick. I don't know if you're connected to them or what, but we're here 
to protect you guys. There are hunters after you. We're here to get you out safely. We come in the name of Patrick. He sent us to make sure that you guys are safe. Roll a persuasion check. Persuasion, eh? Good thing my persuasion is plus eight. Because I definitely rolled a seven. Fifteen. Okay. You are saying this to this wolf, and I'm imagining that you guys, like, have your hands up and are slowly getting closer and closer. And as you get closer, you kind of see the hair on the back of its neck begin to stand. And then you hear a thud behind you in the snow. And you hear this deep guttural. And as you turn around, you see this big black werewolf in its full beast form, claws outstretched. It begins to run toward you. And just as you're about to roll for initiative, you hear the sound of what's, it's like bones crunching almost. From the crossroads, which is now behind you as you have turned around, and you see a white werewolf runs out and stops the the black werewolf, grabbing its claws in their claws, and goes, wait, wait. They're friends of Patrick. You're friends of Patrick. (laughs) Definitely friends of Patrick. (laughs) How are you so sure? Prove it. Okay, ask us a question. What color are his eyes? Oh, shit. (laughs) I think they were blue. They They were gold. They were gold. Damn. Yes, Patrick's eyes are unforgettable. Yeah, they were, they were really pretty, actually. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're rememberable. I, no, they were gorgeous. You say there are hunters coming. Uh-huh. Yes, and I will say that one of them has a silver weapon. Shit. And one of them is a friend. Don't kill that person. It's my uncle. He's not a hunter, though. It's- what business would Patrick have with you? Well, uh, we're trying to get him out of jail. Are you wolves? No, we're not wolves. What reason have you to help us? Well, we're trying to protect you while at the same time springing uh, Patrick out of jail. We're his lawyers. Um, so trying to get him out and get back to you, his family. So We're just trying to set an innocent man free. Yes. Why are we even entertaining this? Kill them. Kill them and we'll kill the others. If you kill us, Patrick will never be free. Exactly. They said there's a chance we could save the Alpha. You were always soft. Perhaps. Jessica, come out. I'm sorry, who? And you see a white wolf with a black streak down their back emerge from behind one of the trees. <laughs> I thought Jessica was going to walk out of a, the game and be like, Tamis, I'm the leader of the wolf pack. Hello, Tamis. <laughs> oh, my God. I see you run across my steam. You've met my pack, I see. <laughs> Jessica was also a werewolf. I am the new alpha. <laughs> Amanda's one of the werewolves. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) look, if there's a chance to get Patrick out after all this time, we have to, right? I don't trust the humans. Well, I'm a skeleton, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, yeah, look, look, he's he's bones, he's bones. And he picks you up with one hand by one of the vertebra. Ah, Look, look, look at this guy, please. Come on, you think this guy's planning to harm us? You're not hiding any weapons, are you, big guy? You are tearing my coat. Put me down. All right, fine, sorry. Ah, You're not hiding any weapons, are you, big guy? No. Both of you, take your clothes off. Uh, But it's so cold outside. Just take your clothes off so we can check you, and then we can bring you back. 
Okay, fine. I've only got a book on me. All right. I undress. I guess Tronica starts doing like little strip tease. <laughs> the wolves all come down and start sniffing around you. They sniff your belongings. <laughs> Tyronicus, they spend a little bit too much time near your butt. Like all three of them at once. Hey. <laughs> They're clean. All right. How much time do we have before the hunters arrive? Oh, gosh. Well, it depends if our uncle poisoned their drinks or not. They were waiting for the full moon, so best guess, we have maybe two hours tops. Okay. We'll plan with you, and then we'll send someone out to keep keep an eye. Follow us. What? What's the plan exactly? You, 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 you tell us. Okay, okay, we'll follow you. We'll follow you. Okay. Put my clothes back on. Let's go. And you see that big black wolf is just kind of eyeing you really nasty the whole way. And he goes, try anything funny, and it'll be the last thing you do. I assure you, I'm no joking man. Very well. And they lead you through the forest, actually not down either of the paths, but into the actual trees. And eventually, as you near the big hills, you see this big outcropping of rock. And one of them has what looks like the imprint of a big beastly hand. And the white wolf takes one of their claws, digs it into their own palm so that they start bleeding a little bit, and put the hand on the imprint. And the stone slides away. And Tyronicus... You see the den from Patrick's mind. There is a small campfire, and you see a number of other wolves crowded around with two wolf pups. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps and T.J. Berry as Tyronicus. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, show After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What kind of woman becomes a pirate? From the makers of Mockery Manor. Violent, insane, not at all comely, and they smell like a couple of dead badgers preserved in cheap rum. Comes an adventure on the high seas. 
Will you pay extra if I push a little harder? No, no, no. Please. I'm just a writer. I'm writing a book and I would like you to be in it. Inspired by the lives and loves of the pirates Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. You think you know me, Anne? Do you think I never got my hands dirty? Your mind's been so twisted, you think pirates deserve mercy. Did either of you ever meet Blackbeard? Everyone loves a rebel. They love to see him swing, too. Put your weapons away, both of you. Stop it! Reed! Oh, Anne and Mary! Fight like men! Or he'll hang like dogs! Starring Christina Bianco, Suze Kempner, Hamilton's Carl Queensborough, and more. Do they have tails? Somebody told me they have tails. Oh, I haven't seen a tail, your ladyship. The Ballad of Anne and Mary. Available now wherever you get podcasts.